for tapes of end-time meetings, deliverance services, or Lake Hamilton Bible Campgrounds publication, Voices from His Excellent Glory, Declaring the Kingdom, writes Post Office Box 21516, Hot Springs National Park, Arkansas, zip 71903. Our website is www.lakehamiltonbiblecamp.com. There are many free audio files there. It's like going to Bible school at home. Thursday morning, October the 26th, 2000. Minister's Deliverance Conference being held at Lake Hamilton Bible Campgrounds, Hot Springs National Park, Arkansas. Monty Mulkey is the speaker of this tape. Uh, the title of my topic is Demonic Pathways, How Demons Get In. And all of us have already uh, working in deliverance are, are um, fairly knowledgeable. So I want to try and give you something maybe that, that you haven't studied before. And, and of course, there's the the most obvious ways that demons get in are probably the one that I've found to be the, the greatest doorway for entrance of demons is just sins of the fathers. You are probably born with the majority of your demons. And uh, as they work in your life, they try to get the door open for even more demons to come in. But uh, trying to figure out where they come from, the best place for you to begin to look is, is your family line, sins of the fathers. And if it has shown up in more than one generation, then, then it's generational curse. Um, so that's that's where of them. There's some of the obvious, of course, sins of the fathers, and I'm not going to go into it. I think everybody knows how to confess sins of the fathers and renounce and take the legal ground away. But another way that's very common for demons to come in is they come in through the gates, the eye gate, the ear gate. You know, if you look at pornography, you hear swearing. Um, we need to cover our senses and be able to, as I said the other day, go through a mountain of mud and not let it stick to us. Um, but they can come in that way. And every once in a while in my church, I'll go back and I'll just do what a message on what I call uh, uh, just cleansing you know, from spirits that have come in just by our walking in the world. You can't escape the world. You can't escape. It's on the billboards. It's on, even, you can't walk around with blinders on your eyes all the time. And it's all, all around. Uh, I live next to the beaches. I don't go to the beach very often, but the, the nudity, the pornography, the swearing, it has permeated our world and life. So every once in a while we just command spirits that have come in that because we didn't take the, uh, the guard against it to, you know, for your guards down, and things can come in if you're not careful. So they'll come in that way through the eyes and the ears. Uh, two or three very serious areas of where I say we'll, we'll open the door for demons to come in that are probably causes the worst damage is uh, witchcraft, alcohol, and what I call paths of destruction. I want to talk primarily about the paths of destruction today, but if we or our, or our ancestors have dabbled in these areas, it sets up a... Um, a demonic kingdom inside of us that probably causes you more lifetime problems than many of the other areas. Uh, you might get some demons, you know, by watching wrong things, but if you dabble in witchcraft, you really open up the door. And witchcraft spirits, of course, can be inherited. Uh, they can come in through uh, the use of uh, drugs or pharmacia. Uh, the uh, uh, habit-forming ones, you know, cocaine, crack, and these things have long-term effects. I had the opportunity here the other day of uh, looking at a video by a man that's a neurologist doing brain scans. And what they do is they, they, they use a, uh, an isotope and they take a scan of the blood flow in the brain. 
of a normal brain and you know if your brain's not functioning you got problems because out of that it affects everything else in your body and then he would show just simple scans this is what happened when somebody had an accident and you'd look and my gosh there's a big hole in this child's brain and and he said if this lobe is affected then he's going to have trouble with his anger and so on and I began to see where how the demons really attack our brain and what happens with drugs he showed a brain scan of a man that had been on cocaine for 20 years and his brain literally looked like Swiss cheese. Now, when they say this is your brain on drugs or the fried mind, it does that. Now, we as deliverance people need to pray for healing and restoration as well as getting the demons out. Uh, it was incredible to look at some of these because he showed one of a person that what they had done was smoke three packs of cigarettes a day and drink uh, six cups of coffee a day. And it too looked like Swiss cheese. And I was, oh, Lord, no wonder I have trouble with my memory and different things. Alcohol, alcohol kills your brains. And, and I'm one of these teetotalers. i completely against it. And I, and I always run into trouble because everybody thinks, well, a little wine's good for the stomach. Well, I, I have my personal beliefs. I think he's talking about grape juice there. But anyway, it says, yeah, all things are lawful, but not all things are wise. And... Science will tell you that every time we take a drink, you kill some of your brain cells. And the first ones to go is the memory lobes, called the, the temporal lobes. And when you look at a brain scan, pictures worth a thousand words, when I saw these pictures, I thought, oh, my gosh, your memory lobes go. And I, I'm, I miss my memory. I want as much memory as I can so I can memorize scripture and so on. But these things do have an effect on our body as well as the demons that, that come in. So drugs and alcohol are a poison. Uh, pharmacia, which is uh, the, the witchcraft, this was uh, used spells and enchantments. They used drugs, hallucinating, hallucinogenic drugs to alter person's personalities. Uh, so demons come in with this. And I think if we have enough time, I'm just going to do a, a mass deliverance like we did last night at the end here. So if you've ever been involved with this and at a time in your life you've taken drugs, uh, you know, seek the Lord for deliverance and also for healing or restoration. Uh, sorcerers use drugs and potions. Um, rebellion. Rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. Demons come in with rebellion. Rejection. And these are all common ways. I, I know you know this. Rejection. Uh, rejection from the womb. Abandonment. Opens the doors for spirits. Desire for information. Now, that's one of the reasons why people get into witchcraft. I have their fortune tell. They want to know things. It's like, what's going to happen in the future? Instead of being able to say, my future's in your hands, God. So be careful in the, that the desire for information doesn't push you toward the occult. That's why a lot of people get into the occult. And you know that witchcraft is addictive? As I began to minister to some of the witches that come out, she said, you know, I'm addicted to it. I can't not. And they said, how do I break this off? spoke with a young lady... Uh, couple months ago and she said I'm a Christian she said, I'm born again but she said I'm addicted to this the newspaper comes in I gotta read my horoscope I gotta you know and she said I know I, I shouldn't but how do I break the addiction and she didn't know anything about deliverance and encouraged to come up and get some prayer um, I had a booklet downstairs called the paths of destruction and this is probably one reason why God's people have so many trouble is that the paths that we have chosen Everybody understand what I mean by paths? I mean like a walkway, a direction that we go. And Scripture says that there are many pathways 
there's, there, uh, wide is the gate, narrow is the way. And we need to be on paths of light. Now, if you've taken, I mean, have you read Pilgrim's Progress? And he kind of talked in one place about the two different trails. When we as a person, no matter what time in life, when we go down the wrong path, it leads to destruction. And that's what comes in, destruction, open door for all the demons. And you have to turn around and come back. You can't just hop from the top of one mountain over to the other mountain. You have to go all the way back down the trail, back to go, <laughs> and start all over again. We reap what we sow. And sometimes there are no shortcuts but to, to, to begin to, to live correctly and to get rid of all the spirits that come through the path of destruction. And I'm going to take you through scripture here a little bit on different paths, roads that we have taken in our youth, or maybe your ancestors did, which set a course for your life. Now you can break these curses and then get rid of the spirits. There are many pathways that one can foolishly embark on. And if any of these description of these paths uh, uh, reveal to you or convict you, then take it to the Lord with forgiveness and get off the pathway. Uh, and then deliverance from the spirits that come in. Let's look at, these are in no particular order and it's not all inclusive. There are many paths. I'm just going to show you one from the scripture. First one is lust. Proverbs 6.32 It says, Whosoever committeth adultery with a woman lacks understanding. He that doeth it destroys his own soul. Spirits of destruction come in along with adultery, fornication. Now, you, everybody knows my definition of adultery. That's, that's sex with another person after you're married. Fornication is before. And when you read the scriptures, take note of what it's saying, either fornication or adultery, because uh, they have different uh, consequences for judgment. Not that one's better than the other, it's, it's all bad, but there's a difference between adultery and fornication. Um, all you have to do is have one night fling, and you open the door for the spirit of destruction. And the Bible says the person that does this destroys their own soul. Now, my definition of the soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Wives come up to me and say, why can't my husband love me? I say, well, I know a little bit about your husband. He was the... Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the Don Quixote or the, you know, the, <clears throat> he had a pretty loose lifestyle when he was younger. He destroyed his emotions. He destroyed his soul because he went to bed with all these women and he can't love anymore. This is why we were unable to give our, our love. Somebody gave me a good example one time of this. He, he went and he got a band-aid and he put it right on the hair of my arm. He said, this is what it's like when you get married. You and your wife are like that. And he said, now pull that band-aid off and you know, it hurts, there's hair under there. <laughs> you know, and pull the band-aid off. He says, when you separate, you feel that. He said, now, that's, that's almost like sexual union. You're together. Now, if you take that same band-aid and you go over to another, and, and you put it on there again, the next time it, you know, the stickum is gone, begins to. And that's what happens when you've had multiple partners. You just don't have that oneness and that ability to stick to your partner. Adultery and fornication destroy your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. So you're going to have to pray for restoration of your soul. By the way, there's been a lot of talk about prosperity this weekend, and my favorite verse, this is for free, my favorite verse is, I think it's in, in uh, one of the Johns where it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper, be in good health. We quit there. Even as your soul prospers. I mean, you all know this, and good. You need to get your soul restored. 
If you don't have emotional stability, you're not going to prosper because you're going to make emotional decisions to go and shop till you drop and it's all gone. If your will is not restored, you're going to make poor choices. Right? So as our soul is restored, and this is a process, you will become more prosperous. You will also become more healthy. And so I tell people, don't just seek prosperity or health. Seek restoration of your soul. The other is fruit from your soul being restored. Um, Proverbs 7:25 through 27. This is talking about. This is the father's advice to the young man to watch out for the lust. He said, "Let not thy heart decline to her ways, or go not astray in her paths." Notice that it specifically mentions paths. In Hebrew, the word path means beaten track. Yes, many men have followed these paths till they're beaten smooth, and God has called men to walk the narrow path. That she has cast down many wounded, yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Her house is the way to hell, going down to the chambers of death. You have to, if we could count the cost for something, then you wouldn't do it. You know, if I would say, hey guys, I got a nice shirt, I'll sell you this shirt for five bucks. You say, yeah, I, I can afford that. That's not much. But if I told you I'm going to sell it for a thousand dollars, you know, no way. Costs too much. Not worth the price because I can go buy one for five dollars somewhere. Right? You have to understand what cost you're paying for sin, and to have a few minutes of pleasure. What's the cost? It says you get on a pathway to hell, and and the, going down to the chambers of death. When you give in to lust. You open the door for spirits of death, destruction, and darkness. You know, a triple-stranded cord's not easily broken. Those three run together a lot. I, I do a lot of demonic groupings because usually when you find one, you find its brother. So if you find destruction, you'll probably find death and the spirit of darkness as well. Um, spirits of death. Now you say, well, ain't bothering me any. Well, destruction or death. <laughs> Come on out. <laughs> You have to think that um, if you've opened the door for a spirit of destruction, you know, it may not destroy you. It might destroy the things you love. Take a married man, you know, and, and he secretly goes out and has some pleasure, forbidden pleasure, and destruction comes in. And what does it do? It tax his wife. It tax his car. It tax his children. And he said, I got off with it. No, you didn't. And, and destruction just keeps, it will work against the things that are the dearest to you. Same with, same with death. Matthew 5.28, again in this area, I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after has committed adultery with her already in his heart, if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out, cast it out from thee. For it is more profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. I think you can see that, that this is destruction, and that if sex within God's confines is meant to be a blessing, Outside of that, it is not. And the devil knows this, and he knows that it's one of the quickest ways to get demons into people is to get them in disobedience to God's word. And so, well, I don't like God's word. Well, you take that up with him. He set up the rule book. So, uh, Consider this about destruction. I already mentioned it. It's going to hit an area that you wouldn't think. First Corinthians 3.17, If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. God says, you know, you chose this path of this, of this way, and destruction comes in, and God allows it. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. We destroy this temple of God with lust, 
addictive things, alcohol, cigarettes, witchcraft, so on. So lust is one path of destruction. And you know what the scripture says? Wide is the gate to the, the road to destruction. It's all around us. The devil's constantly bombarding people with lust, you know. You deserve the new car. Doesn't that just be sexual lust? Oh, go ahead. Eat a few more calories, right? That's lust. Lust is, I gotta have it. And we are constantly uh, attacked with lust. Breaking it down to a small price is what the devil does. Oh, you can afford so much per month. Hey, wait a minute, that car's $50,000. That's how many years' salary? Oh, but it's only so much per month. What's he trying to do? He's trying to decrease the cost of it so that you think that I can get off with this. Okay? Lust always wants to do that. It wants to minimize the price that it's going to cost you. Don't look at the monthly. Look at the big tag. <laughs> um, financial foolishness. How many of you have trouble with your finances? Don't raise your hand. Um, I've got about four different tapes on finances. The curses of poverty. People say, well, I paid my tithe. Why am I still having trouble? I say, well, there's about 20 different curses of poverty. A lot of them are listed in Proverbs. Just look it up and find out where poorness and poverty comes from. One is not having your soul. First Timothy 6, 9. They that would be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish hurtful us which drown men in destruction okay? so this uh, greed or lust to gotta have you know and it may be all based out of insecurity what am I going to do when I get old you know and there's wisdom in providing for yourself in retirement age the scripture also says that we should save you know that you're you are to store up an inheritance to your children's children man I ain't, don't even have enough for me we can be a ward of the state. So, Scripture promotes saving plan, but there, on the other hand, and this is the Christian's life, you know, hold on tight, let it go. <laughs> it's, really, it's hard sometimes. And you're not to give in to greed or insecurity or where, you're, where that's your life and you're just driven to, to get more and more. They that would be rich fall into destruction. Um, pride heart attitude well let's now let me I've mentioned I just will get this on tape Malachi 310 let's go back to finances this bring you all your tithes into the storehouse and let me stop there storehouse Hebrew definition is an armory if you're going to be grammatically correct where you send your tithes and offerings it's to go to a place that's that's doing warfare an armament a place where weapons of warfare are being stored now, if, you, if you're breaking your tithe up and you're sending it to this place and this place and they're not doing any spiritual warfare, you didn't get it to a storehouse. And your return might only be 5% and not 100-fold or whatever. So you think about and pray about it. This is between you and God. But the correct thing is to bring it to a storehouse that there may be meat in my house. Prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven, pour out you a blessing. I mean, this is such an encouraging verse. God says, Test me. Come on. He said, prove me. God says, I will be a debtor to no man. You're not going to outgive God. You, know, you give more. God says, I'm not going to be in debt to you. He's going to follow his own word. He says, oh, no man, nothing but love. And so you're not going to outgive God. And so he, he challenges us. And, you know, I've done some research. Asked some people, how many of you have regretted paying tithes? I've never met anybody that regretted paying tithes saying, God, I want my tithe back. Yeah, a person that their whole life has tithed said, "You know what? I'm so glad that I've done this." 
Say, what's the tithe? Very simple. It's 10%. 10% of your... Um, you get mixed up. Net. Before taxes. So while I have to pay taxes. That's gross? That's gross. Got to get it correct on the tape. We just move the decimal point. But wait a minute. I didn't get my taxes. That's not God's fault. Take it from there. I mean, if you're going to do it correct, you take it and pray about it. Um, he said, that's hard. God treats everybody the same. 10% for everyone, right? Prove me now. There will not be room enough to receive the blessing that I'll pour out. And he says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field. That's destruction. And finances, how we treat our finances or not treat them, opens the door for spirits of destruction. And he says, you know, how did this all start? I didn't get the verse, but it says, you know, you've, you've uh, stolen from me. There's this thievery, stealing. Wide is the gate to destruction. Oh, it's just a pencil. My boss doesn't need it. Oh, okay. Well, they have plenty. It's still, the, the root cause is still stealing. God says, you steal from me. I can't, you know... <laughs> It's really something, you know, that, that people say, people, well, I would never steal from my boss or family or whatever, but they'll steal from God. I think, no, he's the last person you want to steal from. <laughs> if you're going to steal, steal from your brother, not God. You know I mean? <laughs> I'm not giving you license to steal. But you, you hear me, you know, it's like, if there's going to be anybody that you don't steal from, don't steal from God. I mean, because he, he keeps careful track. And why won't God trust me with my finances? Well, he already tested you out. How so? Well, he gave you a dollar and a quarter. What we do with our finances. Proverbs 28:22. He that hasteneth to be rich has an evil eye, considers not that poverty shall come upon him. It's, it's, again, it's a hard attitude. Now, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't go forward or try to increase so that you can be a blessing. Scripture also says it's more blessed to give than receive. So, um, be careful of some of the prosperity teaching that's going around. It's done out of a wrong heart attitude. Um, the word says that uh, uh, godliness with contentment is with great gain. And there are some people that preach that you're godly when you have more. Uh, godliness with contentment is great gain. Um, pride is another doorway to destruction. Proverbs 16:18. Pride goes before destruction. Haughty spirit before fall. When we begin to get prideful over something that we've done, our accomplishments, etc., uh, it opens the door. We've just started walking down a path of destruction. Now, sometimes people, let me back up to finances here a little bit too, because you can, everybody can apply finances, even kids, you know, because they can count. Everybody can look at finances and understand destruction. But you know, what we do as people, we think, well, I'm going to try this out for a little bit, see if it'll work for me. And say, no, don't, you know, it's a path of death. It's a path of destruction. Anytime you try out something a little bit, you still, you know, you're trying out death. You're trying out destruction. You can't just go a little ways into it. Well, I think I'll listen to this false doctrine a little bit. Maybe there's something in it for me. No. You're going a path of death. That's like, well, I'm going to drink this strychnine. I really don't think it'll affect me any. Got news for you. <laughs> you know, a little bit does as much damage as a lot. And all pathways to destruction opens the door for that. Rebellion, uh, pride, there's more in pride. Proverbs 17:19. He loveth transgression that loveth strife, and he that exalteth his gate seeketh destruction. It's, it's one of these men, you know, and we all love to be uh, um, 
have our ears tickled and, and say, yeah, I'm what? Oh, thank you, you know. And pride is very, uh, it's very easy to give into it. That's why we need to go back and cleanse constantly with deliverance, you know, because it's, it's just there constantly trying to get us down that path. Proverbs 15:25, the Lord will destroy the house of the proud, but he will establish the border of the widow. Notice uh, here that destruction comes to the proud, to his house. You know, when destruction and death comes, it may attack the things that you love the most. When you go one of these pathways, you know, the destruction that come may come upon your children or upon those things that are dear in your life. The devious spirit destroys an area sometimes completely unrelated to the sin might attack the proud man's possessions or his family or his household and not the man directly. Tell everything just starts crumbling around and once that's taken then pretty soon all that's left is, is the man himself. Um, walking time bombs. Now, the spirit of destruction sometimes likes to wait to the best opportune. You're 55 years old and you've served the Lord and you've got the church and you've got the, your business and your family and all of that and one night of destruction, and it's all gone. We all know ministers that have done this. They're walking time bombs, because they didn't have any demons, you know, and, and all of a sudden, one day, the spirit of destruction manifested and took everything that they worked their whole life for, and it did it at that point because it's too late to get it back. Right? That's why it's so important that we teach our kids to walk paths of life, because... Um, if we, the path of destruction, this spirit may not manifest until just late in life. You know, and then your health's gone and, and everything's gone and it's like, it's too late. There comes a point of no return, you know, where, where we do reap what we sow and the best thing that you can do is just be saved. You know, so this is why it's important for us to seek the Lord early. That's what scripture says, seek Him in our youth. Um, Rebellion, Deuteronomy 9:13. Furthermore, the Lord spake unto me, saying, I have seen these people. Behold, it is stiff neck. That's another word for stubbornness. Let me alone that I may destroy them and blot out their name from under heaven. Destru- uh, rebellion, stubbornness. How many of you are a little bit stubborn? <laughs> you know, it's the spirit. I've got a, a message on it. You know, I've taken every one of these spirits and broken down into like an hour message. And if you're interested or having trouble with this area, with a certain area, search God's scriptures or, or write to me. I may have a tape on it, but I think I've got over 450 now, and a lot of them are just spirits of where we just go through the, the Word of God and find out where stubbornness is and teach you how to identify it so you can start battling. And stubbornness um, is one of these things that opens the door, stubbornness and rebellion, to destruction. No wonder, man, we're having so much destruction in our life and our, our finances are bad, our health is bad, all that. It's, it's a path road to destruction. God says the rebellion must be destroyed. Second Chronicles 26.16 When he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction, for he transgressed against the Lord his God and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. Well, you see it all here. The, uh, the witchcraft, the stubbornness, pride, and rebellion. Pathway of destruction. Think, why am I having so much trouble with these areas? You know, well, you probably inherited. Daddy was stubborn. Great-grandpa was stubborn. All that. And you inherit that. 
and they set up the course of destruction for the family line. Like Jack was talking about, yeah, you can come out of it, but they may continue on. And it's really heartbreaking for some of us as parents or whatever because we see our, uh, our sometimes our children or, or relatives, they don't want to get off the path of destruction. And though you may be saved and you may change paths and get on a path of life, there's only so much you can do. You can pray, you can bind and loose, but sooner or later they've got to get off that pathway because that path is headed over Niagara Falls. You know, and as you get closer to it, things pick up speed. More water's coming in, more demons are coming in, and the path of destruction just keeps getting wider and wider, and pretty soon it's too late. You know, when they're right on the edge of going over the falls, what do you say? I told you so. Yeah. Told you don't don't go that way. And we, we need to really encourage ourselves. Hey, don't go that way. That's a path of destruction. And if you if you hear something in a bro- brother or sister, you know, and you, and you go to them and say, hey, you know, I, it's little now. Let's clip it in the bud now. Let's, let's watch the gossip. Let's watch. If it's something like that, you know, that's headed toward a path of destruction, just mention it. I don't know if you saw this, but I, you know, consider this. And go in love, it says, and, and let's, let's get it when it's small because once it picks up speed, Maybe too late for us. New Testament says some people shipwreck. You know, and you say, well, this is not a question of faith or no faith. If you go too far, you shipwreck. And these are all paths that once we start down the path, the further down, the further harder it is to come back. You have to swallow your pride, eat crow, as somebody said, you know, and and say, well, I'm just going to skip over. No, you got to go back, all the way back. Where did I go wrong? Confess it, forsake it, repent, and get on a path of life. I ain't going to do that anymore. That costs me too much. Proverbs 29.1 He that being often reproved hardens his neck shall suddenly be destroyed. And that without remedy. This is God speaking. I mean, this is saying, you know, if we can't receive correction, we're headed in trouble. We're, we're going to trouble. I want to make it clear that these are definite ways to destruction. People live their whole lives for the devil, and they call me up and ask me to pray for them and want the, the five-minute mass, you know, get them all out in five minutes. <laughs> I said, no, it don't work that way. You walk down this path for three years, I tell them it may take you three years to get back on the path of life. Oh, I don't believe that. Well, that's, that's just common sense. It, you just do not automatically get everything restored. Be, be not deceived, be not fooled. God will not be mocked. Whatever you sow, you will reap. The only thing you can do is begin to plant a different crop. That other crop is still going to come in. You can't, you know, run down church and pray for a crop failure. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. God says, you, God's not going to be mocked. We, we will reap what we sow. And if we sow destruction, that's what we're going to reap. The only thing that we can do is stop it. Stop living that way and, and get on the right path. Alcohol and drugs. Let me talk about it. I did mention a little bit. Let me give you some scriptures. I believe that substance abuse, especially alcohol, has touched almost every family. I don't know a family that it doesn't touch. Um, the, the alcohol and drugs set the same spirit, and drugs just do it faster. You know, liquor's dandy, candy's dandy, but liquor's quicker. You know, that alcohol, basically what it is, is an addiction to sugar. It breaks down your bloodstream of sugar. And most alcoholics have trouble with sugar when they quit drinking. They still have the spirit of addiction. You know, and you can stop drinking. You know, I, when I got uh, filled with the spirit, age 21, 
The Lord said, Molly, I want you to quit drinking. I said, yes, sir, no problem. I didn't have any trouble quitting. I quit. Didn't have a drink from that day forward. I still had all the demons. I kept wondering, why am I having so much trouble in my family and relationships and money and all these things? And, and then it took about three years and he finally got it into me. I'm still an alcoholic. Lived like one, acted like one, treated things like one, and began to show me the different alcoholic patterns. And that's, that's the other booklet down there, part of my testimony. And this was deliverance that I got 20-some years ago. And, and God set me free, and a cravings and addiction to sugar was one of them. Proverbs 31, 3.18 Give not thy strength unto women, nor thy ways to that which destroyeth kings. We see anybody is prone to destruction, pathways to destruction. And, and this mother's giving advice to her son, and she's saying, you know, don't give your strength to women. Remember Samson, he gave his strength <laughs> to woman. Proverbs 31, verses 3 through 8. That one? <clears throat> Verses 3 through 8, that whole section, we'll, we'll probably read more. And it says, It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drink, lest they drink and forget the law. You know, the first thing that goes, the first part of your brain that goes when you drink is the temporal lobes. And yes, your memory does go. And, and you will lose your ability to memory recall. The temporal lobes is the part of the brain that's responsible to, to memory. And uh, it's specific, a little bit of wine will do this. If you, well, get the booklet, I guess. There are scriptures all over the book that says, you know, if you want to be a priest for me, abstain. Claire. If you want to be a priest, if you want to be a servant for the Lord, then stay away from it. Is it a sin? I'm not saying that. Paul said, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are expedient. It's not wise for you and I to lose our brain cells. It's not wise for you and I to, to lose our memory. Um, that loss of memory, I'm not real versed on Alzheimer's, but it, it could very well be a, an end result to uh, some of these paths of destruction. Um, it's generational curses, yeah, definitely. So it may be linked back into alcohol. We haven't done a lot of research. So if some of you get some good testimonies of deliverance in this area, you know, send them in and, and uh, spread it in the deliverance camp so that we all know how to pray. Um, by the way, a little commercial here. I'm writing a book that's going to, it's going to be entitled And They Overcame Them. And it's deliverance testimonies uh, taken, recorded on cassette from our workshop. And they're just snapshot testimonies, you know, like we did a message on shame and everybody would give a testimony on how they got free and how it had ensnared them. And I think it will be a real encouragement, kind of a, a deliverance uh, chicken soup for the soul. So, uh, pray for me on that. The devil's really been fighting against it, but I should get it out sometime next year. Uh, some, that you'll weep, you'll cry, you'll laugh. Um, I have one lady that said, well, Pastor Monty taught about forgiveness and, and IOUs, and, and uh, this is for free. She, <laughs> she, uh, she said, well, she had all these hurts and disappointments, so she sat down one day and started writing down all those lists of people that she needed to forgive. And she did what I taught her. She wrote them down on a piece of paper, an IOU. This person owed me something. And then she, I said, write it out, if you're having trouble forgiving somebody, and then tear it up. Bill stayed. You know, and that will give you something physically to grasp that shows, that shows you that, yes, I've forgiven. You don't owe me anymore. Mom, Dad, you don't owe me anymore. There's no way that you can go back and love me like you should have loved me when I was two or three years old. But you tear that up. And she thought, well, I'm going to do one better than this. I'm going to burn them. 
So she got her pile of paper together and she lit it on fire in her apartment, turned on the fire alarms. Water sprinklers come on. <laughs> we were all just roaring, you know. She said the hard part was explaining this to my landlord. <laughs> but that's one of the testimonies that's in the book. Alcohol demons. Um, the Bible doesn't specifically mention drug abuse, but we know from practical experience opens the doors for destruction. Uh, those who use drugs and alcohol err, stumble in judgment. They make foolish mistakes, they have accidents, they suffer injuries, much more. Isaiah 28.7 They also have erred through wine and through strong drink are out of the way. The priests and the prophets have erred through strong drink. They are swallowed up of wine. They are out of the way through strong drink. They err in vision, stumble in judgment. Well, if I'm standing destruction, I don't know what it is. You know, sometimes scripture doesn't say it specifically, but it, it just tells you the fruit of destruction. Alcohol demons fall under the category of family destruction. You know, we, we take animals or plants and we say, we give them a genus, genus species or a family name or whatever. This is what alcohol is. It's a destruction spirit and it's a family destruction spirit. It doesn't just affect the person that drinks, it affects the entire family for generations. Um, my, I believe it's my wife's side, one of, in her ancestry, one of them was a king. And, uh, alcoholic, gambler, gamble the entire family fortune away. That affects the family line for generations. I mean, they were, her family lineage was uh, quite wealthy at one point in time. And then they ended up being very poor, poverty-stricken, all because of one person. Good to research your your ancestry a little bit. You may give you some clues to uh, uh, things to break out. Um, So alcohol is a family destruction. Habakkuk 2.5. If you can't find it, and just you can, <laughs> one of the minor prophets. It says, Yea, also because he transgresses by wine, he is a proud man, neither keepeth at home, who enlarges his desire as hell, and is as death, cannot be satisfied, but gathers unto him all nations, and heaps unto him all people. This is a, one, a scriptural description of the alcoholic. Let me, let me go back through it. Transgression. Pride. You know, alcoholic, Habakkuk 2, verse 5. So we see alcohol opens the door for spirits of pride. We already saw that pride opens the door for destruction. Neither keepeth at home. There you see the, the home life being destroyed. Male or female, or husband or wife destroys the home. They can't stay at home. They've got to they gotta wander. Vagabond. They're always going, you know. Home life doesn't mean anything. Responsibilities to home don't mean anything. Drink the uh, rent money up. Who enlarges his desire as hell. That's greed. Got to have it. That's lust. How many uh, people fell into lust, sexual sins, because they had a drink? So it opens the door for lust. And is that death? Death is a destruction spirit that runs together. So the spirit of death comes in. Death to your brain. Death to the things you love. Death to your marriage. And cannot be satisfied Again, more greed and lust. Gathers unto him all nations and heaps unto him all people. That means control. Alcoholic is a master at control. Yeah, I say, how do you know all this? And I say, none of your business. <laughs> no, actually, I got delivered from it all. But alcoholic has got everything has got to fit their life. And they're masters at the use of guilt and condemnation and manipulation so that everything is, is self-serving them. 
And so, you, you, you know, you have to break them out of that control. Well, if you leave me, I'm going to kill myself. What is that? That's control through guilt. That's in the booklet on control. I've written about that as well. So they're, they're experts at control. Now drop down to verse 15. We see some more on alcohol. Woe unto him that giveth his neighbor's drink. Okay. You ever encourage anybody to come out and have a drink with you? You have some woes on your life. <laughs> that puts thy bottle to him that makes him drunk also. That thou may lookest on their nakedness. Okay. How many people did this because they wanted to get in the sack with somebody? Okay. Here, have another drink. Have another. God curses them. You have curses of God. That's a woe. Um, for doing this, thou art filled with shame for glory. Another principality in power with alcohol is shame. Uh, when I started getting prayer on this, I think I cried for three years. So much shame. And I, I'm really glad that the order God did it in me. First, he set me free from shame. And then I was really able to take an honest look at the alcohol. But alcoholics, uh, um, you try to deal with them, and shame comes up, and they just run. You know, they, 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 there's so much shame in an alcoholic's life. They know what they've done. They, they just feel so shameful. And we just heard about shame, what it, what it does. Uh, filled with shame for glory, drink thou also, and let thy foreskin be uncovered. Actually, this can be a picture of uh, cancer. One of the curses that comes upon uh, God's people for lust and things is uh, uh, cancer. Cancer of the sexual organs comes in. Um, we find this a, a lot, spirits of cancer that come in through, through these sins. The cup of the Lord's right hand shall be turned unto thee, and shameful spewing shall be on thy glory. There's a lot in this, and you can meditate on and ask God to, to show you and reveal how to apply to your own life. But I'm just pointing out some of the spirits that come in just through a, a little bit of wine. You know, if you've got to have a glass of wine, ask yourself, why do I have to drink this? What, what is it that's already inside me that tells me it's okay, I can do it? You know, question yourself and, and just honestly ask God, God, do you want me to drink it or not? Ask what he would have you to do. Don't, don't just say, well, I'm going to do this because it's legal for me. It's praying anyway. Isaiah 5.11 Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning that they may follow strong drink, that continue until night, till wine inflame them. Wine inflames. Lust. You have an inflamed heart. Passion. Uh, I think it's 5.22. I may have the wrong reference down. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine, men of strength to mingle strong drink. Another curse. Hosea 4.11. It's like, yeah, we can, but why do it if there's so much danger or such a high price tag that might be on it? You know, if the, if the chance of error or stumbling or falling into destruction is so great with something, even though we could legally have it, why bother? It's like, how close can I walk to the edge and not fall over? You know, try to tempt God. We try to say, well, it's okay for me. I'm strong. Well, take heed, least you fall over the cliff. <laughs> right? That's what I'm doing. I'm sounding the trumpet. Hosea 4.11, whoredom and wine and new wine take away the heart. Mentioned earlier, why can't I love like I should love? Why don't I have compassion in my heart for others? Well, maybe you don't have your heart. Maybe lust and alcohol has fragmented your heart to the point where you don't care about anybody but yourself. Right? Pretty hard to love your spouse or to even love God. Uh, scripture says, Thou shalt love me with all thy heart. How can you love the Lord with all your heart if part of it's gone? 
Jerry did a, a great explanation of how the soul being uh, fragmented and, and breached. Uh, that's that's a wonderful explanation. And when you drink, you you're breaching your soul. You're breaching your heart. Proverbs 23:29. By the way, all of this is in in the booklet. Who has woe? Who has curses? Who has sorrow? Who has contentions? Who has babbling? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? They that tarry long at the wine. These are things that will one day come in. And everybody's susceptibility is different. You say, well, I can drink wine. It's not happening to me. I say, well, maybe you can, but I can't. Because I'm in battle. And I'm not going to risk somebody else's deliverance because I want to have a little bit of pleasure. You You have to begin to walk carry a life that, that affects other people. Think a little bit of wine, the enemy would just jump all over me. One, because I preach so much against it, you know, but, but he'd want to get these things into me to, to stop the message. And this is what comes in. Sorrow. How many people carry the spirits of sorrow? Sadness. You can look, you can see it on the eyes. Right? Who has contentions? Fighting, arguing, bickering. Ever met a peaceful alcoholic home? <laughs> Constant fighting, squabbling, bickering, whatever, back and forth. Who has wounds without cause? Be an innocent victim. Wounds, wounded heart. Who has redness of eyes? Drinking wine uh, causes the capillaries in your eyes to blow up and burst. You'll go blind. The end result of, of alcoholism is blindness. I know a man from hometown. I was a young boy. Was about ten, and everybody, the doctors tell him, "You've got to quit drinking. You're losing your eyesight." And of course, he was addicted. He couldn't. And about two years later, he was blind. Had to walk with a cane. A terrible price to pay for a few drinks. The nose, the blood capillaries in the nose burst, and the, and the nose blows up too. Called it a, a bulbous nose. We were praying for one guy, and, and one night of deliverance prayer. He said, Monty, my eyesight changed overnight. I'm able to read the fine print in the newspaper without glasses. Just coming against alcohol spirits. Where does sorrow and sadness go? It goes to the eyes many times. Where does it come in? It can come, sadness can come from many areas, but it, it comes from alcohol as well. Look not upon wine when it is red, when it gives its color in the cup, when it moves itself aright. At the last, not at the beginning, at the last it bites like a serpent. Now, what's a serpent? <laughs> Okay, that's, that's the demon, devil, demonic spirit. At the last, it bites like a serpent, stings like an adder. Thine eyes shall behold strange women, thy heart shall utter perverse things. All of these things will, at one point in time, come in. And the devil's not going to bring it all in on the first drink. You're going to say, oh, this is not so bad. I can handle this. I'm going to have a glass of after every meal. You know, and pretty soon, and then one day says, ah, I got them now. I've got them addicted. Little by little, I turn up the fire in the, in the, in the pan. I'm going to boil them now. And you didn't even feel it coming. Proverbs 23:29. excuse me. Proverbs 23:29 through 33. I've got one more. So at the end, and when, at the point when it will cause you the most problems, it's going to manifest. And all of a sudden, you're going to blow up in a fit of rage. You're going to have a fight with your wife. Somebody's going to walk out, and there's a divorce, which affects all the children. You know, just think of the scenarios that can happen and do happen because of alcohol. It has touched every family almost in the world, especially us as, as Americans. I go to some countries, and their, their standard drink is wine. You know, 
Germans, I'm not too popular in Germany. You know, it, because they didn't have water over there. In fact, they used to give beer to their kids. It's changed a little bit now over there, and they, they do have water available with new uh, purification methods. But over there, every family's loaded with this stuff. And marriage is, is not valued, let me put it that way. And there's so much abuse and so much uh, divorce and remarriage. And it all happens because of, of drinking alcohol. I don't see any good that comes out of it. I've never seen it bring a marriage back together. Verse 33, then I behold strange women. You know, your vision starts to go. And you, you know, you would go and be with people that in you, while you're sober, you would never spend time with them, right? Perverse things coming out of the heart. Anyway, that's a little bit about alcohol. If you have problems with it, go pray about it. You know, I'm just delivering the message. You, you take it to the Lord and pray on it. Uh, for me, it's, I found it, and there are many areas that open the door for destruction, but because it was such a part of my family, I wanted to be free. And I didn't care. If the, the, I wanted to be free more than, than I wanted to have a drink. Occult or false religions. Exodus 22.20 He that sacrifices unto any god, save unto the Lord only, he shall be utterly destroyed. The path of destruction when we go down uh, false religion pathways. Mormonism, Jehovah Witness. I don't want to, you know, I can list some things that open the door for destruction, but I make too many mad, so I won't put it on tape. But if it's a false religion, if it's not serving the Lord Jesus Christ, anything out of that, there's only one way to the Father, and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. Anybody else, if you try to get to the Father by any any other way, it's the same as a thief or a robber. You know, if you try to get to God through through Jesus' mother or anybody else, you have curses of thievery, you have curses of destruction, because pathway of destruction. Right? And actually, these people, people that have come out of false religions, are probably the sickest, the most destroyed of any group of people that I've ever ministered to. It's like we pray for years to get the infirmities and sickness lifted off of them. Because it's, it's a pathway that they and their ancestors went down. Um, they have more destruction than any other group I've seen than those that have got involved in false religions. First um, Corinthians 11.27 Whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. I'm sticking my head in the noose here. There are different types of communion. And if you've taken a wrong communion, you've opened the door for spirits of destruction. Okay, If you've taken a communion that they taught you magically transformed into the body and blood of Jesus Christ, then you open the door for spirits of destruction. Um, and sickness, infirmity, and all these other pathways of destruction come in. There's a cup of devils, and there's a correct communion. But we, when we take communion, it's symbolic. Jesus himself said in one of the Gospels, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. He said, you're going to be taking communion now. You don't take it to get saved. It's a memorial. You take communion to remember what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for you. And it's a blessing. And every once in a while, the Lord will remind me and, or, or prompt me and, and we'll just stop and say, hey, we need to remember what Jesus' blood has done for us, what his body has done for us. And it's a memorial. You don't do it to get saved. You don't do it, you know, and some churches teach that you take communion to get saved. A cup of devils. Okay. Destruction has come in. Um, Ezekiel 30:13. Thus saith the Lord God, I will destroy the idols; I will cause their images to cease. 
idolatry, you could put this in with false religions or the occult, witchcraft, Satanism, destruction comes with all of this. It is such a wide path. I mean, the devil almost like he, he puts the spirit of destruction in with everything that he does. It's so common. And it's why we have so many problems in so many areas. Here it says, uh, whatever we idolize. I tell people, don't idolize me. I don't want to be... <laughs> so God will destroy your idols. I don't want to be one of them. Um, right into this, uh, let's put down following false teachers. You know, when we... We have to prove things. You can prove what I'm, what I'm saying. Test it. Go to the Lord in prayer. If we follow and listen to false doctrine, you know, you can take up another gospel. There are, there are more... You know, Galatians says... Uh, uh, to beware of those that preach any other gospel than the one we preach. Norman says the gospel of the kingdom. They preach the gospel of prosperity. <clears throat> seed faith. You know, the word says the seed is the word of God. It's not your money. And think about it. And they, you know, they don't really believe that. I, I make a lot of people upset. You know, this gospel of prosperity. Be careful because it's a false teaching. You listen to them on the airwaves of the TV. They said, brothers... Send in the money and God will restore it a hundredfold to you because we need blessed and we need money to, to operate. And I said, you know, if they believed that, then they would be sending me the money. How many of you have got a check in the mail from these ministries? Anybody? They don't believe what they're teaching because they would be doing it in their own life. If, if they needed so much money to keep going with their ministry, they would be sending out checks if they believe what they're teaching. You think about it. Yeah, they're... they're Okay, and there, there are many, many things. Um, I'd have to sit down with you in Scripture and take a look at it. So, for tape purpose, let's, let's deal with it later. Um, but there's... Um, some of these teachings, there's not the gospel. What did Jesus tell the disciples to go do? Preach the gospel of the kingdom, salvation, healing, deliverance, and I'll send the Holy Spirit to give you gifts to do these three things. And if we would keep that as our primary focus... Everything else is just extra. If we'll do that and not concentrate on all other types of ministries and doctrines, God will bless your life and bless your ministry. That's the job of the Christian, is to get people saved, get them healed, get them delivered. That's it. No more. Okay. I have a very simple message, very simple church. You know, We just pray for people. Following false teachers. Hosea 4.6 My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. All right? Wow. Well, destruction has come upon us because we just didn't know. Well, I didn't know I had authority over demons. I didn't know that I could even have a demon. I was taught against it. Right? Destruction come in. Jeremiah 23, 1-2. Woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep in my pasture. How many of you went to that church? Saith the Lord. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God of Israel against the pastors that feed my people. You have scattered my flock. You have driven them away. You didn't visit them. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of the doing, saith the Lord. And God takes it very seriously what every pastor teaches. And many pastors are preaching an incomplete gospel. They leave off healing and deliverance. Jeremiah 23, 1-2. Got a frog in my mouth. Let me take another. Um, Proverbs fourteen twelve, and I'm I'm just giving you some of this to get your mind going, and you you can think and go and take it to the Lord on this one. Proverbs fourteen twelve. There is a way which seems right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Philippians three seventeen. 
Brethren, join in following my example, and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. He said, you know, follow me as I follow Christ. Don't follow the ungodly stuff. Follow me as I follow Christ. Second right? Peter 2.1 But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that brought them, and they bring upon themselves swift destruction, them and their followers. You know, we really need to check out in God's words, be students of the, of the, of the Bible, to see if, if anytime you hear something new, that you're not totally convinced, you need to check it out. Is this really true? Is there a pattern in the Bible? Is there a picture in the Bible of it? If I can't find it specifically in scriptures, then I'll look for the picture of it. Is there a type in the Old Testament? Because the Old Testament is like a, a picture of what's in, in the New. And you know, it, one of the enemies that Paul, the disciples, had to fight in the New Testament was uh, witchcraft, temple prostitutes, false prophets. You know, don't believe everybody that comes along and says, I'm a prophet of the Lord, or I'm apostle of the Lord. I, I'm almost sick and tired of it because you know I, I meet all these people and I look at Paul's recommendation list of, of proving that you're an apostle and I say, something's not matching up here. But, uh, we stay away from titles. We just do the work of the Lord. You know, and I, I'm Certainly I'm not an apostle, but I'm trying to go and establish churches. But I look at what Paul went through to be an apostle and I, and I don't know who'd want to be one. Uh, shipwrecked and despised and stoned three, five times. is like, you want to be an apostle? Have you ever been stoned? Ever have your brothers reject you because of jealousy? That's another wonderful teaching, you know. A lot of times, let me throw this in and get your mind going. A lot of sermons you hear on jealousy is don't do it. Okay, and one day I thought, hey, you know what? I've been the victim of jealousy. I felt like Joseph. My brothers kicked me out of my church. You know, because the Spirit of the Lord was on me. <laughs> I'd come up, you know, and I'd pray for months about a message. And, Lord, Lord, I want, I want to see God's people set free. And I'd pray, and He'd give me this message, and I'd give up and get it. And people would get free. And glory to God. Then they'd all stand up and say, oh, Brother Malky's sermon, you know, just set me free. And pretty soon all the other brothers were going, you know. <laughs> they kicked me out. I said, why? What did I do? Nothing. They were just jealous of me. But um, run the references on on the stories of jealousy, you'll see that jealousy always produces death. And that's actually going to be my follow-up booklet to insecurities victims, to be jealousy's victims. Jealousy, when people are jealous of you, they are putting death into your life. Arrows of death, Saul with David, giving you some examples, Cain and Abel, Joseph and his brothers. Every time you read a story of jealousy, the, brother, the jealous person were trying to put death or trying to kill the person. So, some of you are walking death just because somebody's been jealous of your work or your accomplishments in the Lord. So break that off. You know, thought I pull out all barbs of jealousy. Okay. So that that got me a lot of freedom. I preached that message one time, and, and one of my pastors now he was in my church at the time. Um, we just prayed simple, Lord. Lord, we just pull out all the jealousy and break off all the curses. You know, let them that love cursing have it back upon them. We don't take any of this. And, and he went to work the next day, and, and his boss was sick. You know, and, and being compassionate, he said, well, what happened? He said, oh, I don't know. Yesterday about 3 o'clock, I just started getting sick. <laughs> uh, hmm. That was right when, about the time we were doing deliverance and breaking off control and jealousy. Uh, you, you pray on it. It may give some of you a lot of freedom. Break Cut off. There's an image of jealousy. You know, get your concordance and run, run jealousy and jealousy and envy together. And uh, in English, we kind of twist them up. Actually, what we do is we're envious of others. But 
uh, either way, I'm, you can use it either way, but run the references and you'll see what happened. And Joseph was thrown into a pit, stripped him of his coat of many colors. Jealousy wants to strip you. They want to they keep shame on you. They want to destroy you. And some of you are, are walking victims of what others have had to do to you. Okay? Uh, the false prophets, getting back to that, there are a lot of people that uh, Jesus said to one of the churches, you know, this, I, I have this good thing about you because you've tested those to see if they really were a prophet of the Lord. And they didn't just run down to Kinko's and have some cards made up. Now, if somebody's in a, pro- a prophet or apostle, one of my first questions is, uh, who, who um, uh, promoted you? Who, who recognized you that you were this way? Oh, well, I just, I just know I am. I'm, that's not good enough for me. I want to know who has is, who is proven that you are a prophet of the Lord. Because this is serious, because if you're going to be giving out false prophecies, you need to be stoned. So it says, you know, if we could go back and implement some of the Old Testament patterns, we'd have a lot less of these prophets running around. <laughs> so, well, I've been 50% correct, but not good enough, sorry. Yeah. I've gotten so careful now, I don't even go up to people and say, you know, the Lord told me. You know, I'll go up and say, you know, you, I, I was just thinking this, you might want to consider this. Go and pray about it. You know, stay away from this, the Lord told me to tell you. <laughs> Uh, and then while I'm on it, while I'm uh, killing all the sacred cows, um, personal word of prophecy, it's not that common in the scriptures. And usually, you know, and what happens is if, it, if it's incorrect or done out of the flesh or whatever, people set their heart on these and, and fall into depression and discouragement when it doesn't come to pass. You better make sure. And if anybody gives you a personal word of prophecy, let me give you a tip. It should be a word of confirmation to what God has already spoken to you. And if God hasn't spoken to you, say, you know what, Lord, this could be true. I don't know. I'm going to set it on the shelf. And if it is, you prove it to me. Okay? But when you base your life on it, I've seen people utterly shipwrecked. I see your husband coming back to you. Now, wait a minute. He's already remarried and got another family. Oh, but somebody prophesied over me, Brother Malky, and I'm going to have a great, marvelous ministry. Another thing that I look for, you know, I say, you know, if they hear from God so well, why is their life still such a mess? Why are their finances shot? Why is their health shot? You know, just, just do some simple fruit checking. Just ask a few questions, you know. Get to know them. Don't judge prophecies. The spiritual man judges all things. Okay, that, now, there's two different kinds of judging. There's a judging where you're, you're passing sentence, and the Scripture says, don't do that, that's God's job. But you are to discern, you are to judge and, and to prove and say, you know, I, red lights and sirens are going off on me. I'm not quite sure about this. I need, to, I need to pray about it. And take time. God is not in a hurry. If something is just you're not sure of, then just set it on the shelf and just wait. And I see people being destroyed because of false prophets. And it says it's going to increase as we get into the latter day. Well, if it's going to increase, we need to be watching for it even more. Don't just be a gullible goose and swallow everything that's told to you, as thus saith the Lord. The devil can say, thus saith the Lord, very easily. So just be wise. Just be wise. And there are a lot of godly people that hear from the Lord, and they hear very well. And and bless God for them. I I love it as well. But uh, at the same time, the, the, the flip side of it is so serious and so dangerous that it can bring destruction on people's lives. You need to really check these things out. Amen? So, path of destruction. I, I gave you just a few simple ways that open the door for demons to get in. And I've kind of, again, taken my title, given me and twisted it to what I felt the Lord told me to preach. So, try to make it all fit. Demons come in 
by wrong paths that we take. Now, what I want to do is, uh, how many of you would like some, some prayer? Anybody with me? Are you all going to leave? Okay. All right. Let's. We got till 12:30, so we got 15 minutes. Let me break off some family line curses. Maybe we can get you a little bit of help here. I'm going to specifically come against destruction and and some spirits that may have come in. And uh, now again, I'm going to treat you as adults. I'm not going to lead you through prayer. If you need to for, repent or forgive, you do that by yourself and do it while I'm praying. That way, we can get more in in 15 minutes. Okay? Uh, you're all you're all trained. You know what to do, and I don't have to tell you. So you do that, and I'm going to bring us before the Lord and take authority and break off some family line curses and call it out. Father, we come in your presence today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we choose life. We choose today to, to walk in life, to walk, follow you, Lord. We ask, Father, that you would help us to, to get off every path of destruction. And, Lord, that you would set us free from every evil spirit that has come in, from sins of the fathers, from our own foolishness. Lord, we confess these unto you and ask that you'd forgive. And, Father, we confess and... and uh, to you all family line curses that have come upon us of destruction our family that has taken me down the pathway of destruction and we confess these to you Lord and ask that you would forgive us of all the judgments and iniquities we break all legal ground that any of these spirits that have entered us in Jesus name Satan I put you on notice I'm coming against you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ the power of his shed blood as I name you spirits you must loose God's people and come out of them you cannot stay we break off all the legal grounds and you must loose God's people come out right now I come against every spirit that has come into us because of foolishness because of passive destruction Just take a deep breath tell them in your mind your heart to get out all destruction spirits come out right now curses of destruction we break spirits of death Darkness, destruction, come out right now. Just breathe out. Fun. Every spirit, destruction, destruction of the finances, destruction of the marriage, destruction of the relationships, come out right now. Move out. Destruction of the health. All destruction spirits come out of the organs, out of the heart, out of the lungs, out of the mind. All destruction. Alcohol spirits, lust spirits, witchcraft spirits, drug spirits, pride spirits, come out. Out you go. Rebellion, foolishness, any uh, spirits that have come in by following false religions or occult, idolatry, come out. Right now, move demons. Come on, you know who you are. Get out of God's people. Come on, move, move. Breathe them out. If you need help, raise your hand. If you need a towel, we'll get you one. Come on, move. Destruction, destruction. Come on, move out, move out in Jesus' name. In el nombre de Jesus, destruction. Come on, move, move, move in Jesus' name. Come on, out you go. Move, destruction. Abaddon, Apollyon. Come on, let's go. Those just Greek and Hebrew names of them. Come on, let's go. Every spirit of destruction, destruction over the body, all infirmities, all sickness sugar diabetes heart lung problems come on stomach problems come on move move out move out demons in Jesus name breathing problems come on all the spirits that attack the breathing all the mental problems caused by destruction come on right now move loosen and let them go come on move out move out move destruction sorrow contention babbling come on all that gossip babbling talking you ain't saying nothing come on wounds without cause uh, abuse, victimization. Come on, let's go. Jealousy. All cords and darts of jealousy, we break them off. Any image of jealousy sent against anybody here, I break this off. Come on, right now. All spirits of jealousy, darts of jealousy that have, have hit the organs. Come on, move out. We pull them out. Angels, pull them out in Jesus' name. Every dart of jealousy, we pull them out, remove them, and I loose life into God's people today. The spirit of life back in them. We break off the curses of death and destruction. Come on, move out, move out. Just breathe them out. Come on, move out, move out. Let's go, demons. Come on, we have authority over you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of His shed blood. Move, destruction, destruction. Any witchcraft spirits you've inherited. Witchcraft, come on, move, move. Come on, all those spirits in Jesus' name. Sorcery, witchcraft, come on. 
Move out financial destruction in Jesus' name. Greed, lust, selfishness. Come on. All the spirits in Jesus' name. Financial destruction. Curses of poverty. We break them off right now. Every curse of poverty. Spirits of lack, want, need. Automatic failure mechanism. Every time you take a step, it just falls into ruin. Come on. Move. We break them off. Automatic failure mechanism. Come on. Let's go. Break it off of God's people. Let's go. Move. Blessings, prosperity, abundance unto God's people as their soul prospers. Lord, restore people's heart. Restore every fragmented part of their heart, their mind, their will, and their emotions in Jesus' name. Let's go. Spirits in the soul, spirits that have fragmented the heart, out you go. All destruction in Jesus' name. The student, Rausen, Jesus, Naman. Come on. Out you go. Destruction. Come on. Move. 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 Death. Darkness. Sickness. Infirmity. Ill health. Come on. Move. Hooker spirits that catch on to every, uh, every disease that comes along. It always catches all the colds and flus. Come on. Being highly susceptible to every disease that comes along. Come on. Move. Move. Let's go. Let's go. Pathways of, of destruction. Foolishness. In Jesus' name, adultery, fornication, come on. Lust of the eyes, lust, greed, come on, got to have it. Come on, let's go move. All this lust, compulsion, got to have it. Come on, let's go. Every spirit out of the hands, out of the heart. All you demons move. Defilement, temple being defiled. Every spirit of defilement, addictions, cravings, sugar addiction in Jesus' name. Addiction to alcohol, cigarettes. The spirits of nicotine, smoking, addiction. Any spirits still left over in the lungs, even though you don't smoke anymore, you come out. Any and all spirits that are still in the lungs, Father, ask for your angels to clear out their nests. Clear out all the, all the nests. Purge their lungs, Father, in a nicotine that's still cling, clinging to the lungs. Cleanse them, Father. In Jesus' name, bring it out. Bring it out in Jesus' name. You can throw it up. Come on, let's go. Purge their nests that they've built there. Any uh, organs that need healing because of the results of damage of demons, Lord. I lose healing into the lungs healing into their hearts, into every vital organ, the brain. You demons, come out of the body. Come on, move. We have authority over you in Jesus' name. Loose them and let them go. Loose them and let them go. Addictions, cravings, compulsions, shame, guilt, condemnation that he just preached about. Come on, let's go. Every spirit of shame, childhood shame, being shamed by your parents, being shamed by your family line, shame over your sins. Come on, let's go. Every spirit of shame, unworthiness. Come on, all those spirits. Come on, everything that got stirred up in the first message. Let's go. Shame, shame, come on. Guilt, condemnation, self-condemnation, hatred of self, self-accusation, self-flagellation, beating yourself up all the time. Come on. Come on, you dummy. Name-calling yourself. Come on, let's go. All those spirits of shame. Come on, you are worthy. You are worthy. His blood, by His blood. His blood makes us worthy. Now by His grace, His mercy has made us His own. Come on, let's go. Unworthiness. Unworthy to carry the gospel. Unworthy to preach. Come on, unworthy to share. Come on, look at yourself. Come on, all those spirits of self-condemnation and tell you, look at you. Who are you to do anything for the Lord? Come on, let's go. Shame and unworthiness. Shame and unworthiness. Come on, you're child of the king. Come on, he's giving you voice. Those that believe in my name. Come on, come on, let's go. Shame, shame. Come on, belittling spirits. Every control spirit. Courts of control. Control with guilt, shame, and condemnation. Come on, being controlled by somebody, making you feel ashamed. Come on, I cut off those cords of control. People that say shame on you. Come on, being told that all the time as a child. I cut off those cords of control. And shame being placed upon you as a child. Come on, come on, just by someone saying shame on you. Well, I take it off. No shame on you in Jesus' name. No more shame. Come on, he makes us worthy. Come on, let's go. Move, move. Alcoholic shame. Alcoholic shame. Failure shame. Shame over making a mistake. There is none. Come on, come on, out you go. Guilt, condemnation, self-flagellation, unworthiness, feeling unworthy to be loved, rejection and abandonment. You come out as well. Come on. Let's go, demons. Come on, move, move, 
Move out in Jesus' name. Rejection, abandonment, cunt, deep hurts, wounded love, broken heart. Move, inability to give and receive love. Come on, let's go. Let's go. All those walls around the heart. Come on, all those walls that have come in, alcoholic walls that have come in and just can't get close to anybody. Move, move. Fear of being hurt again. I'm not going to trust anybody. Come on, inability to give and receive love. Guilt, shame, condemnation, destruction, every spirit of destruction, you have to go. Manifest and go. Destruction, all the false gods that our ancestors served. Come on, move, move. Anything buried down there, let's go. Out you go. False gods, false beliefs. Come on, move, move. Father, any false doctrines that we've taken up, we ask that you would minister to us. Show us any areas that spirits of deception have creeped in, Father, in Jesus' name. Reveal to us, Father. We ask for a spirit of understanding, a spirit of wisdom, and a spirit of truth to minister to us, Father. Put a check in our in our hearts, Father, over things that we hear so that we can prove them. In Jesus' name. And let your spirit of discernment guide us, the Holy Spirit, to teach us all things. Come on, let's go, demons. Every spirit of deception. Beating yourself up for believing things. You say, how could I believe such a thing? Come on, come on. All that shame, guilt, come on. All that self-flagellation. That means to whip yourself. Come on, let's go. Come on, all that self-flagellation. Well, I'm just suffering for Jesus. Come on, let's go. All those... <laughs> All the, de- all the demonic suffering for Jesus. Come on. If he makes you suffer, that's one thing. But you don't need the demons. Come on. Let's go. All the false suffering. Demonic suffering in Jesus' name. Just suffering for Jesus. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. I'll be poor. I'll be sick. No. No. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Out you go, demons. Destruction of all kinds. Lust. Lust of the eyes. Physical lust. Come on. Lust that manifests through the eyes. Come on. All the demons that have come in through the ear gate and the eye gate. Pornography. Come on. Moves. Abuse spirits. Abuse spirits. Verbal abuse. Um, criticism that's come in. Uh, all the broken heart and shattered emotions has come as a result of criticism and judgmentalness. Come on. Move, demons. Move. Come on. All right now. All those spirits in Jesus' name. Somebody always belittling you, putting you down, putting you in your place and making you feel unworthy. Come on. All those hurts, all that criticism to the point where you're, you're, you're insecure and, and have no confidence. Cast not away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Don't let anybody take your confidence. Come on, let's go. Let's go, demons. Come on. No confidence. Lack of confidence. All the spirits that have destroyed your confidence, destroying your faith. Come on, let's go. Move out, demons. All demons in the mind, the will, and the emotions. Out. Move. Move. Destruction. Destruction of all kinds in Jesus' name. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you, spirits. Father, in Jesus' name I pray for the spirit of life to go into every person. To begin to restore. To restore, Father, in Jesus' name. Restore the years that the locust tapeworm, a palm worm, have taken from us, Lord. The spirit of life into our body, Father. Restore our body. Restore our relationships. Restore our finances. Restore our faith. Restore our life and, and relationship with you, Lord. In Jesus' name, that spirit of life. If I be lifted up, you'll draw all men unto me. Father, we lift you up and we praise you. We thank you for all that's done and pray that it brings glory and honor to your Son. Cause us to be your people, Father, to walk in your ways. Loose our feet from the paths of destruction, O Lord, and plant us on the, on the path of righteousness. Father, bind our feet to the path of righteousness in Jesus' name. And we give you praise for all these things. Amen and amen. I'm uh, running out of time. So uh, if any of you really need some more prayer, if you're still manifesting, uh, I, no doubt there's still some left, but uh, time-wise, uh, you're dismissed if you want to go, and uh, if you need somebody to help bind you up, just raise your hand or stick around, I guess. Thanks for listening to me. I really appreciate it. This is the end of this message. Our website is www. 
lakehamiltonbiblecamp.com. There are many free audio files there. It's like going to Bible school at home. Thank you.